Today on Locked On Canadians, the Haters Guide to the Atlantic Division. You are Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to episode 926. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more, and right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. My name is Laura Saba, also known as the Actistic, and I'm joined, as always, by Scott Matla of Habs Eyes on the Prize. And Scott, today we're going to make some people upset. I mean, isn't that what we do every day for like the most part, depending on which team you cheer for at this point in time? Well, I mean, most of the time we're making our own fans mad, (laughs) but this time for a change, we're going to make some other fans mad. And this is a request actually from a listener who said that um, it's, it's from our friend Doghouse, who's been listening to Lockdown NHL. And there's a day where it is hosted by a Leafs fan and a Sens fan. So you can imagine that nice things are not said about the Habs on that day. It's on Tuesday. Check out Locked on NHL, obviously, wherever you get this podcast to know what we're talking about. In the meantime, based on that, based on our listener suggestion, we've decided to gently kind of push back on teams in the division. We weren't just going to, you know have all all the fun with just Ottawa and Toronto we decided to you know we decided to let Detroit Buffalo Florida all of them catch some strays as well so there are seven teams in the Atlantic division well other than the Habs there are eight teams total I do know math guys Um, (laughs) there are seven rival teams in the Atlantic division and I gotta tell you if you're out there saying things like but Buffalo is so fun Or things like Detroit is really on the up and up and they play some interesting games. If you're saying that, please, 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 please check your Habs fan card at the door and get out. Because here we have no room for being friendly towards any of these division rivals. Even if they have players we like, even if they're fun, even if they're exciting to watch, we're Habs fans. I'm actually kidding. I don't care who you cheer for, (laughs) but this is a bit. All right, Scott, who shall we start with? Uh, I guess we're going to start close to home for me, at least. Let's start in Buffalo here because they are legitimately a team on the up and up and do play exciting, fun, high event hockey. When the Sabres are on, they are a treat to watch, which is not something I've been able to say in a decade, I'm pretty sure at this point. And yes, because for most of the past decade, every single game they've played has put everybody in North America to sleep. Well, yeah, because they were terrible, but still managed (laughs) to beat the Habs because that's just the way things work all of the time. And since this is the haters guide and not like an official, like actual, like strategic announcement of all the teams and their strengths and their expected goals for and the look at my model and its bars and my Taylor Swift personality is all I have. This is this is us being ridiculous in this here. And the first thing is Tage Thompson is too selfish. (laughs) Scoring all those goals, getting all those points and giving nothing to his teammates. What kind of person is that in this team here? Honest to God. And if you can't tell that I'm doing a bit in this, please, please check that. 
But that giraffe-looking dude out there scoring goals and taking them all away from Rasmus Dahlin or Owen Power or anyone else on this team is selfish. And that is not how you build a franchise. You should all have a bunch of fourth liners that can score 15 goals at a time, maybe. 40 goals, <laughs> 50 goals. Who needs that? Who needs big contracted players anyways? Honest to God, they need to be more like the Canadians where you have four fourth lines and just roll into the playoffs with Steve Ott as your top center for some godforsaken reason. And in the reality side of things, the Sabres horrify and terrify me on a nightly basis. They could score seven goals without even trying, or they could forget how to clear the puck out of their own zone and give up seven goals, which makes them just like Oilers East at this point. Unless Devin Levi is him, which it seems like he might be, but boy, I don't like that Buffalo is actually good again and can beat the Habs for real instead of just kind of fluking into weird stuff happening in games. And what is up with having Jeff Skinner on your roster? Automatically, you can't be trusted if you have Jeff Skinner on your roster. What is up with that like diminutive, adorable, like chubby-cheeked, red-cheeked guy with like all these funny bits called Between Two Stalls? Is it? I can't even deal with that. All right, next team. Well, I, my other part with that is that Jeff Skinner was almost not there and he almost got run out of town by a coach who made him practice with the taxi squad and put him on the fourth line. Like, there is a lot, like, going on with that. It's But we're hating well, here, Scott. We're doing oh, irrational hate. Oh, irrational hate? Then, um... Hmm. All right, moving on. Uh <laughs> I don't need, here's the thing is I don't need a lot of irrational hate for a lot of teams in this division because I am who I am at, and I am a poster at heart. And I guess like, let's just switch over to, to like Florida because Florida is a team that just, you couldn't just lose out last year. You couldn't just accept your failure and go home and give us a top 10 pick. You just had to make the playoffs. And then you just had to beat Toronto after you came back against the Bruins. And you just had to go to the Stanley Cup final and be kind of interesting until all your players exploded into a cloud of dust and amphetamines on the ice. And then you lost to Vegas, which you gave Vegas a Stanley Cup now. And they're unbearable about it. So I'm going to hold that over your head. You have I no hope they're pleased with themselves. Well, they probably are. It's the Vegas Twitter account. Let's be honest here. And not, like, not Vegas, Florida. Oh, well, fine. Whatever. Like, they have no defensemen coming in this year. Montour and Ekblad are out injured with, you know, alligator bites or something. I don't know. It's Florida. And knowing them, they're going to go on a hot streak to start the season. They're going to start the season like 20 and three for some godforsaken reason against all odds for everything. And I'm going to have to sit here and look at it and be like, what the hell, man? Really? Do we have to do this again? And it's just, I want, I want to dislike them. I love Matthew Kachuk as a player. I would die to have a player like Matthew Kachuk on this team full time. I love Sasha Barkov and I love a lot of the, some of their other players there, but like a team with Sergei Bobrovsky as their core piece in net should not be successful because it makes me mad that a team that had Carey Price as their core piece in net was much less successful because they didn't surround him with any of the talent that he needed. And that makes me a little bit angry and dead on the inside right now. Um, and outside of that, I just think their jerseys are boring. I want the old leaping Panther back or also the, in, like their, uh, the, the reverse retros with like the palm tree and the hockey stick and the baby blue. Like those were really good. And I just got to say in the year of our Lord, 2023, if you have multiple stall brothers on your roster, you should not be going all the way to the Stanley cup final. Is he still there? I don't know, but it, they were in the Stanley cup final. 
Okay, that's fair. I was going to say, is Eric Stahl still there? I don't even know if he's still alive at this point. Um, I I honestly don't. (laughs) Like, he seems like he's like 42. um, And he's still playing. All right. So I think, you know, that's it for like, I guess, the less hateable teams on our on our list. Hateable. The Florida Panthers are plenty hateable based on the games the Habs played against them last year. Also on what they did with our first round pick that we were so excited about. Well, their first round pick that we were so excited about. Like that was simply unfair. Yes. Like it it was not cool. They were so close to missing the playoffs. So close. In fact, they were so close to being in the toilet. And instead what they did was they went to the Stanley Cup final. Which I the Habs didn't end up using that pick anyway, but if it was in the top ten, I mean who's to say they wouldn't have kept it and used it and maybe gotten two good players? Maybe they would I would have hoped they would have used it. I would have hoped they would have used it if it was in the top 10, but then it wasn't. And like, I'm not mad at Alex Newhook. I will welcome him as he, though he is my own child that I do not have. But like, they could have had Zach Benson too. I mean, they could have had Zach Benson, but that's not the point. <laughs> the principle of the matter is Florida cost us everything and I will never forgive them as long as I'm alive or until like two weeks from now when I forget about this. <laughs> All right, up next, let's go to Tampa and then Detroit, or Detroit and then Tampa. Scott, I'm going to let you decide, but in the meantime, I got a message for our listeners, which is that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers will get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet that's right that's 200 in bonus bets win or lose and if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel there's no better time to get in on the action the app is so easy to use there's a wide range of betting options including spreads player props over-unders and more so visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season FanDuel the official partner of the NFL And I want to remind everybody to please play responsibly at all times and remember that it's only supposed to be fun. And what is also only supposed to be fun is our haters guide to the Atlantic Division. Because Scott and I have decided to take out our long and frustrating days on the um, the division rivals. I, like I want to call them rivals, but honestly, for the most part, I want to forget that they even exist. It's not. It's not that I want like a hot rivalry with any of these play- teams. I just wish they would go away. I wish that we could put them on Mars. I mean, we can we can send Tampa Bay there. They'll probably find a way out of the salary cap shenanigans related to going to Mars <laughs> in that. And I guess that's just our next tra- tradition or transition here i should say is to just make fun of a team that you know inflicted one of the worst most uh painful losses that this team has suffered in a long time in the stanley cup final where the habs went on one of the most fun runs of all time and then ran into a dynasty team and then lost and then i was sad and then everything went in the toilet and they did it by being what 18 million dollars over the cap or whatever it was in the playoffs which i get it it's legal i'm not crying about it still it's two years almost three years past now i don't care but this is the haters guide and i'm going to be a hater and that i think nikita kucherov is high key one of the dirtiest players in the nhl doesn't get called on anything 
Uh, Mikhail Sergachev tried to rearrange Josh Anderson's ankle last year in a meaningless game late in the season for both teams, which I will never forgive him for because Anderson was tracking for a career year. And then Anderson or Sergachev, upon seeing Josh Anderson going for the end, I was like, what if I just throw him towards the net, skates first, and bust up his ankle? Which, thanks, appreciate that. And just in general, like, Tampa fans are just weirdly defensive for almost no reason on Twitter. And I don't get it is that I generally just gif and tweet what I am seeing or based on what I'm seeing on the call there and everyone gets defensive about it. And I just, I don't care. You live in Florida, go outside, touch sand, like go do literally anything else except get mad that your like dynastic hockey team is now into a little bit of a lull because you've got injuries and this and that. The good news is... Oh, no. They're not going all the way to the final every year. Oh, no. You also lost to Toronto in the first round. You took everything from hockey Twitter. You took the best joke everybody had. And yes, I know that it is beating a dead horse until it's literally pate on the ground. But guess what? It's all. It was always funny that no matter what... Toronto, despite being the favorite and having all the analytics and the players and the star players and the, this guy at the deadline and, and the, the deep vibes pockets and this and that, and they couldn't get it done. And then you went and you blew it and you had every opportunity to win it and you blew it and you took away hockey Twitter's favorite meme. Florida admittedly let them win a game and almost didn't allow them to get swept in the round last year, but that's not the point. I met at Tampa right now and it is just, how dare you take that from all of us? The Habs did it. The Habs came back from 3-1 down. Remember, it was 3-1. And you, you took it away from us. With you a gave far them their inferior first team and coach. Yeah, exactly. You lost to Sheldon Keefe. You didn't lose to prime Scotty Bowman or anything like that. You lost to Sheldon Keefe. Feel shame. And here's the thing is, they're finally starting to just regress a little bit. Back to the mean here. Vasilevsky's out a while. He covered a lot of their issues here. Their core is getting older. Stamkos is getting older. Kucherov is getting older. Uh, obviously, Vasilevsky is getting older. Hedman's getting older. They don't have a lot in prospects because they gave up a lot to contend. They gave Tanner Genoa a bajillion dollars for some godforsaken reason. They are in their last throes of their empire. And quite frankly, I can't wait for it to all come collapsing down, but I'm also horrified because they've done a very good job in the past at rebounding very quickly. So I'm going to enjoy this narrow window in which Tampa Bay is on the downside and not on the upside for things at this exact moment. Speaking of upside, this is another team where people are tempted to like them, tempted to like, you know, get into this because Detroit is on the up and up. They've been a team with fans that have been quite unlucky too, in terms of, you know, it doesn't matter how bad they were, they weren't ever getting um, the, the draft pick position that they really wanted. And to be honest, often deserved. Um, but now they've got exciting young players. They've got, they've made some changes. They've got a GM who seems to be a little bit smarter than he initially let on. Um, and well, not initially let on. Like, you know, you've always thought, I always thought he was pretty smart, but I never considered him to be one of those, you know, elite masterminds or anything like that. But it's slowly becoming apparent, despite the fact that they signed Ben Sherratt. Ben Sherratt. Ben Sherrod, it's becoming apparent that they're smarter than we think they are in that front I, office. I I don't know what to make of Detroit because they're doing the things right and that they're taking lower risk, you know, upside bets on the offense. They've done a good job 
drafting in terms of prospects and everything that they're doing there. They've tried to shore up areas in which they have been struggling. I don't know if Ben Sherrod is part of that, to be quite honest. I don't think he should be included, but, you know, beggars can't be choosers. They went out and got Alex to bring cat for nothing at like, thanks to the senators, LOL. And yet I'm still not convinced they're going to make that next step. They're like, they're on that team of like the Canadians when they miss the playoffs that they are like just right there. You can see the bones to it, but I'm just not convinced. And I'm not convinced in this division that they are better than Tampa, Florida, Toronto, Boston, I could see a debate for depending on how the Bruins season goes, or Buffalo. They are definitely better than I think the Senators and the Canadians right now, but that's also because the Canadians are a lottery team again this year. I want to see what that end result is, and I get that there's frustration that it is however many years, and I just, just poop or get off the pot. Either be good or don't. Like At a certain point, it, it's just taking too long at this point for where they should be at in this. And Scott, I think we that's haven't fr- taken any cheap shots yet. I don't have anything really mean to say about Detroit, like except for they gave Ben Sherratt four years for some godforsaken reason. Like I, I, I don't actually know like what to say to be mean to Detroit because like I don't have. I don't have anything mean to say about their hockey team. Uh, Lions fan. City. I actually really love Detroit. I do too. And as someone who's employed by an employer who is stationed, who is based out of Michigan, I'm going to keep my mouth shut mostly, uh, except for the Lions, <laughs> whose fans whine about literally everything that doesn't go their way, like they should be handed the them, loins. despite the fact that they were dog crap for 20 years. But this is not locked on Packers or locked on Vikings or locked on Bears or anything like that. That's not the point. I It's like I want Detroit to be good because it's something that felt right for so long in that growing up watching hockey was the Red Wings make the playoffs. The Red Wings make the playoffs. The Red Wings make the playoffs. Win Stanley Cups. And yeah, admittedly, a bunch of that was probably because they had several Hall of Famers on every single team. But it feels very weird not having Detroit around the playoffs, even after a couple of years. Yeah, you make it for almost 25 years. I get it. There's a window to rebuild. But they're getting dangerously close to, is this rebuild actually happening? And my my whole hater thing to this is if this isn't the year that they take that step forward, y'all got to make some decisions here because it is clearly not working. And that's probably to the Canadians benefit, to be honest, that another team has to reset a little bit and like square one. And that wasn't as Haiti as I imagined, but still do not cheer for a division rival, because let me tell you what's going to happen is that at the end of the day. This is one of the teams that is going to end up kicking you off of a playoff spot at the end of the year. Like this, like last year, we were all being nice to Florida, and look what they did. They didn't kick the Habs out of a playoff spot, but they but they sure as hell kicked them out of a good draft position. So don't be nice to any of these teams. It doesn't matter how fun they are. It doesn't matter how little hateable there is about them. Um, and the thing that I think with with Detroit and Buffalo that makes people warmer to them is that their fans are not obnoxious, right? They might've been back in the heyday or whatever, but at this point, their fans are just defeated. Just like the rest of us. We have a lot in common with them, which is not the case with any of the three teams that we're going to discuss here in just one moment here on locked on Canadians. But first this episode is also brought to you by indeed. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team? If you're building a roster to win the league, then you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. 
don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when all when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. Do you hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows that over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their actual job description the moment they sponsor a job. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business. You have to make your you have to make every dollar count. And that's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Just go to indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Scott, we have been left with the most vile teams in existence, not just in the NHL, but on the entire planet, in the galaxy, in whatever, like, what's the biggest one? Galaxy, universe, universe solar system? Universe is the biggest one. Universe like, is the biggest go. one, uh, right. as far that. as I know, anyways. That. <laughs> uh, who do we even start with? They're all worse than each other. Well, we're going to start with the Bruins, I think, because they are the original six rival who are now without any center depth whatsoever their center depth at the nhl level is legitimately worse than the montreal canadians which is a very hilarious statement to say about a team that boasted patrice bergeron for 16 years like it is a wild wild thing that and the the annoying part is that the bruins will probably still be good but i'm gonna hate them because they made brad marchand their captain like what are you doing you had Milan Lucic right there, and you you gave your you, the seed of Brad Marchand of all people. Milan like, Lucic. like Milan what are you doing? Lucic. Milan Lucic wants to kill people in playoff games. Brad Marchand never did anything like that. He didn't say anything to any of those players after the 2014 season. Milan Lucic showed the real heart the Bruins needed there. He had a goal and an assist last night in a preseason game. Does that matter? No, but they should have put the C on him. And also, their New Jersey suck. I'm going to be very honest. Your weird fake Vegas gold doesn't work. It's super mid. You had the meth bear. And, you and didn't why go with are you it. calling it Vegas gold? I, I don't know because that's what it, I don't know. I don't no, stop yelling it. Them. Oh, them? I don't know because they're dumb. It's, stupid it's not Vegas them. gold. They it, think it's, it's gold. It's not. It's yellow. It, it's, it's like yellow. it's Reno gold at best. Like if we're being honest with everything here, like. <laughs> Yeah, David Pasternak's still great. Yeah, Brad Marchand's good. Charlie McAvoy's pretty good. Their goalie's doing adorable thing, but you're wearing Reno gold, and I hate you. Like it's there. I don't have to back it up with any reasoning. It's the Bruins. It's in the blood of Canadians fans and all that beyond there to just hate the Bruins. And they were talking about is the rivalry kind of cooled off. You would think so. And then AJ Greer broke Mike Hoffman's face last year. So the last thing Joel Edmondson did in Habs uniform was punch him so hard his helmet came off. Like that's that's hate you cannot teach or learn (laughs) in any kind of fandom. It's honestly like it's quite appalling the things they get away with. Everybody thinks they hate the Bruins, but they truly don't understand what it means to hate the Bruins unless you're a Montreal Canadiens fan. Or a Toronto Maple Leafs fan for a very specific reason. And that's going to bring us to our 
it was 4-1, it was 3-1, it was 3-1 another time, and then another time it was 3-1, and one time it was also 4-1 again, and then, you know, one time it was like 5-0 against the Habs, um, and then they blew that lead. So, like, let's talk about the ultimate chokers in all of sports, the Toronto Maple Leafs. What, what do I have to say that I haven't said as an absolute, like, dedicated hater on this show or on Twitter is that you have a team where you have these brilliant core four to five pieces your fan base wants to trade the cheapest one of them despite the one that him being the one who always shows up for the playoffs you have a guy that you gave 11 million dollars to playing third line center in a game that you lost 3-1 to the canadians you have the guy who fans want to trade playing a position doesn't play and not exactly thriving at that you have two forwards that when the going gets tough in the playoffs they just vanish off the face of the earth oh but they got shot attempts and they should go yeah but they're not I don't care about attempts. Puck go in net. If you're getting paid $11 million, put the damn puck in the net. Like <laughs> it's in, in that playoff series against Toronto. I learned a lot that you cannot criticize anything on that team when you were losing because everyone loses their mind. And I would hate the Leafs less if their fan base didn't jump down our necks every time that we weren't like tripping oh, no, they over ourselves. Us for like months after that series, they literally they like they harassed us on the internet for that. <laughs> It's fine. We can go to airports without being afraid. It's totally fine. Like it's, they're a team that should be so much more successful than they are. And it, it's like, yeah, people are like, Oh, Slavkovsky might not even be that good. Okay, cool. He's probably going to be, have more playoff success than Austin Matthews is at this point. I look at Matthews and what does he have? First round choke, first round choke, first round choke, first round choke. Oh, cool. They won around second round choke where they won a <laughs> game. Barely. Why am I supposed to be like, ooh, it's the playoffs. Here come the Leafs. Martyr and Matthews put up 100 bajillion D points in the preseason. Look at that. Mitch has a funny hat. Austin has a shirt with a drippy smiley face and hangs out with Justin Bieber. Look at I don't care. I only want to see a team that has all these good pieces because Kyle Dubas did the right thing and kept his core together. And what did he get? Crap, because the team doesn't care the minute the playoffs starts. The minute it gets a slightly too tough, they quit and wilt. It's like and burning got, down a house. He got a, a job in Pittsburgh. I don't know if that's. <laughs> it's well. I mean, he did the right thing while he was still in Toronto. Like it's he went for it with his core and he stuck by them. Should he have? I don't know. Maybe not. But but you're saying what did he get? I'm like another job. Well, yeah, fair enough. That's, that's how true. he was rewarded. He was yeah. Set he got packing. rewarded with the best player in modern NHL history and Eric <laughs> Carlson. So like, I guess he made out pretty well. The absolute funniest thing next year is Toronto playing Pittsburgh in round one and just getting bombarded by the Penguins. It will be the absolute funniest take day on Twitter. Or another it was 3-1 situation. If they 3-1 to the Penguins. 3-0 and then reverse sweep. I, I swear to God, I will be inconsolably crappy on the internet if that happens. And we should move on because I can't yell about the Leafs forever. We have an entire Speaking regular season. Speaking of unmitigated for crap. Let's talk about the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, let's talk about a team whose only sole interest when they play the Habs is what if we fight Arbor Jack Eye but don't with a captain who looks like he has four brain cells to rub together. And the Kachucks would be great if they didn't play for the two rival teams in the division here. Like truly. The Kachucks would be great on Montreal. <laughs> Honest to God, a top line that has Matthew Kachuk, Nick Suzuki, and Cole Caulfield would put up 110 points apiece just for Get about it. Filthy. You get anywhere near Cole Caulfield, you're gonna have a <laughs> you're just gonna have a feral child like gnawing on your ear the minute you touch either Suzuki or Caulfield. And like and Ottawa, then not only is he going to annoy the crap out of you, 
he's then going to go score goals. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's like, oh, wow. He punched me in the face and went to the box and they came out and they scored between the legs and then, you know, beheaded me with a hockey stick. Like, <laughs> it's the thing about the Senators is they are a team that went out and bet on all this skilled talent. They brought in Claude Giroux. They drafted smart players and they have nothing to show for it because they can't defend. Their coach somehow has not been fired. I, DJ they also Smith, can't keep Alex Dabrinkit. There's that. Like, Alex Dabrinkit was a great idea, a goal scoring talent on that team. You don't think him going from a bad Chicago team where he still scored 40 goals to doing nothing in Ottawa is not a coaching problem? If he goes and lights it up in Detroit this year, that's your coach. This year, they cannot sign Shane Pinto, who Sens fans told us is better than Cole Caulfield. Whatever. Because they gave $5 million to Vladimir Tarasenko for some reason. Josh Norris is not there for whatever reason. They had to waive... Two first-round picks, one of which got claimed by the Ducks because they gave Travis Hamanick a full no-move clause. I don't understand why you gave Travis like your defense. Do you is know wor- these players' ages? Do you know these players' like injury histories before you're signing them to four million or five million dollars? I don't know. Like, they, remember Travis Hamanick got I think re, he was traded for during the the one year of Pierre Maguire and Pierre Dorian. And then extended like they Pierre Dorian looked at this and went, I got to keep Travis Hamannick here. Why? I, it's like, I, I, your franchise is just so little brother poverty franchise. And I'm just tired of looking at it. I am tired of your goon AHL guys, injuring prospects and other players. And then everyone going on about how good Tim Stutzla is when he's not falling over against gravity, just, Get out of my face. I might hate Ottawa more than I hate Toronto just because Toronto at least can make the playoffs and have that to their name. What has Ottawa done except and they're beat the not Habs accusing the Habs of doing what they do, right? Like, so every time, like, one of their players injures a Hab player, they turn around and, tur- like, make it all about Arbor Jacki or Josh Anderson. That's the yeah. other thing, too. It's they hate Arbor Jacki more than anyone else. And it's like, he's not even doing anything in a game. And they're like, well, I, I hate him. I hate his face. And I'm like, he probably hates your face too, honestly. So it's all right. I've exhausted my hater aid for today. <laughs> I am out of breath. And with that, once again, I want to remind people that this was for fun. The haters guide is usually, if you look at any column or any episode of anything that's the haters guide is literally for fun. It's not that deep. Please kindly do not set your insane fans on us, uh, brigade us on the internet, bully us. We're just trying to have fun. What you can do is you can go to your own podcasts or your own Twitter accounts or your own columns or whatever and make fun of the Habs. We're not going to bully you for it. And also remember, (laughs) those of you who are still listening to this point, tomorrow is our mailbag episode. So please, please, please send us your mailbag uh, questions to LockedOnCanadians at gmail.com. You can also uh, tweet them at us at whatever, just tweet them at us on Twitter um, at LO underscore Canadians. And you can leave them in the YouTube comments as well. Just put mailbag question at the beginning of your comments so you we know that you want us to bring it up on our mailbag episode. In the meantime, we are available wherever you get your podcasts as well as on YouTube. Subscribe, tell your friends, give us ratings. Um, and... Oh, yes. If you want to find us on social media, I almost forgot to plug our own social media. I'm at the active stick everywhere. Scott is at Scott Matla everywhere. Thank you so much for listening. And we will definitely talk to you tomorrow.